Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yo, what up? Welcome to Tevez of the Best. Today is Tuesday, March 10, 2020. My name is JC Tevez. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else. But stick around. You might learn something new. You might learn that coronavirus has more patience again. Holy shit. What a world we live in, right? Okay. What a way to start off the week, guys. Jeez. So if you if you missed it over the weekend, well, first of all, mix number 70 of the Hala Hala shows out. We did talk more coronavirus stuff, but more recently, there have been more confirmed cases of coronavirus. And... You know, I, as much as I don't want to panic, and I don't think I am, I feel like it's important to note that the importance of what is happening right now. By the way, I'm on my balcony, and it's like, I don't know, it's like 8 in the morning right now, so it's kind of loud. You can hear the traffic, so please excuse that. So, yeah, first um, first thing, guys and girls, is that coronavirus, right, it, it's the death rate or whatever, the, the, the fatality rate of it is relatively low compared to a lot of things that, you know, take us out in terms of, you know, diseases, right? I think, I think if, if, I, if the sources that I've been reading were correct or the videos that I've been watching uh, from the experts are really experts, the, the common flu actually kills more people than uh, what coronavirus is doing now. I think what makes it scary is that it's just such an unknown disease and there's no like there's no vaccine yet there's no whatever it it makes it um it makes it really top of mind for people but not only that and I I was I, I was debating if I should really spill my thoughts on this but I think it's true the the way that social media really has put this virus on on blast is is equally helpful but also, at least in my opinion, eh, equally helpful, but also super uh, panic-inducing, I think, right? I mean, it's important to know the information. It's important to know confirmed cases. It's important to know which areas are like red zones or whatever the name of the, you know, whatever the term is used is. But I, I feel like it's just, it's so, it's in everyone's fucking face right now. That it it's we still kind of have to look at the, you know, look at everything else in between. We got to read between the lines. Uh, for example, I watched this great video uh, on Facebook. It was on Facebook. I was just scrolling, you know, randomly scrolling on videos, and then there's this video about coronavirus. It was from Insider, I N S I D E R, and it was two experts. It was like this old white dude, and I think like a Latina lady, and they were both like experts in in viruses. So they were like, I don't know what you call them, vir- virologists. I don't know. Um, and they were saying that there are people who have recovered from coronavirus, but you know what? We never really see anything about that, right? I haven't read any news about recoveries, and I feel like we should be at least sharing that because everything I see about NCOV or coronavirus on Twitter, Facebook, besides that video, everything else just seems to be like, 
dire and bleak. And if, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm not saying that this is not important. What I mean, what I, yung, ano, yung point ko is, like, we need to also kind of just make sure that everyone kind of understands what, what, what we're dealing with. Because right now, it seems like it's a death sentence, and if, if you get it. But it's not really, unless you're, like, your immune system is fucking weak, and you're maybe older, or it's like, affects the elderly, and like, the, the kids, right? The young. Because I guess their immune systems are weaker. Uh, and, and not to say that there's no, you know, healthy people that haven't been taken by coronavirus. But I think we should just, we should really look at everything else, too. And, and social media is kind of making that difficult because it's throwing in that shit in your face. Nah, you know, and especially, I mean, I get it, right? I get people are upset with the government. I get that people are upset with, with you know, how slow news is being, especially here in the Philippines. Uh, I don't want to speak for other countries, but, you know, sinasabi nila na, uh, oh, bakit ngayon lang natin nalalaman na may, may ganito, may, may ganyan? Uh, baka ma, sana if if ano if if this word got out earlier baka ma present ma, ma, ma prevent yung ano yung spread etc etc so maybe i don't know my 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 suggestion maybe to to, to all of you listeners out there I, i know there's not a lot of you right but for those of you who are listening i'm not i hope you don't think that i'm shitting or i'm i'm downplaying coronavirus i think it's a very serious thing but i think that we should also kind of just try not to scare too many people by just constantly posting like I'm like scary shit you know does that does that make sense for me I feel like it's more it's less helpful if if everyone's doing it. I mean I get it like if if the DOH is posting stuff or any like governing body posts stuff, of course you have they have to, they're put, posting official official word official word whatever you want to you know if you think official word is 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 realistic or truthful that's that's a different story that's a different thing to unpack which i don't want to do right now but isipin lang ninyo na if everything that you post is just like scared i'm scared or or oh my god like how can the government uh, treat us like this there it's just it's it's just going to add up to the to the to the add to the pile And I think that is, uh, I mean, that's just what I think. And also, you know, do your precautions, wash your hands, use alcohol. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've said it before, I think, on Halalish. I have not really been the cleanliest guy. I mean, you shoot me if you want, man, but I, I didn't wash my hands after peeing a lot of the times growing up. But I have been religious with it right now. I've been alcoholing every time you know when you go to the malls when you go to office buildings you know they 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 there's alcohol everywhere and i think that's great and i use it every time i pass by one so just do that which leads me to my next thing i i think i talked about it uh in a previous podcast diba yung mga temperature guns diba nakikita natin sa, sa mga malls and then i had a rant about like what are they gonna do are they gonna Are they going to quarantine you if your if your heat level on your temple is like higher than the average? Like, what is the protocol? And I don't really want to go on that rant again because it's still I still feel the same way. Like, what is that going to do? You know, I, I don't know. But the the thing that I want to talk about is I have recently seen uh, in well in my building. Uh, this is just a this is just an anecdote. It's about my building. My building has a uh, has the guards scanning with the temperature scanners as well and there's two things that i've noticed okay one 
is that they only scan the Chinese, like the Chinese nationals that live in this building, which A, I think is fucking racist as hell, right? And B, it, I mean, it, it's just like, well, yeah, well, B is that if these Chinese people live here, what are they going to do? Like, isn't it illegal to turn you away from your residence? What are they going to do? Confine you in your in your unit, in your condo? You know what I mean? Like, imagine if they weren't, like, just uh, segregating. Well, not segregating. Imagine if they were temperature checking everyone, not just mga Chinese sa building, sa building ko. And let's say they temperature check me. And my shit is, you know, way higher than normal. But I got, uh, this is my house. What are you going to do? Keep me from my home? Right? You know, that's illegal, right? What what is what is the procedure? I just thought it was so such a weird. I don't know like how the temperature gun will help. I, I I'm sure it does. I just I just in my basic basic bitch understanding of, of of life, I'm trying to figure out what would happen. What is the protocol? Because I don't think we've seen it in the news or anything, which I guess is good because uh, it, it might cause more panic, but. Have you have as anyone who's listened to this podcast seen somebody turned away from from the mall, from from an office building, from a condo? I haven't yet, and thank thankfully, thank goodness. But those temperature checker things they don't indicate coronavirus; they indicate your temperature, meaning you could have a fever, and be and then what? And then what? Like, what is the protocol? You could have a fever and not have coronavirus, right? Diba? And those are just my my random thoughts on that. <laughs> anyway, uh, boys and girls, and um, everyone out there, thank you for listening. Uh, I, I I had a couple things that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, sorry, I started with coronavirus, but over the week, last week, I went with my dad. I ate at Jinju. I just posted about it on Instagram yesterday, last night actually. <coughs> sorry, and I was surprised. I really liked it. I really liked it. And in my Instagram caption. Uh, I, I came up with like a little uh, system, like a ranking system or like a category there, categorization system about Korean barbecue. So I've listed it into four categories. Mabango and masarap. Mabango pero hindi masarap. Mukang madume pero masarap. And mukang madume and hindi masarap. So basically those four categories. And Jinju falls into the mabango and masarap. It's clean looking. It's like... For me, because I've said, Sibuli is my number one because it's clean. The meats look clean. It doesn't look like the meats were just kind of thrown in a in like a styrofoam box in the back. It looks like it was handled properly. <laughs> and I feel like Jinju has a similar feel to it. It, it, it was it, It's in Ayala 30th. I don't know about what other the other Jinju branches, but the one that I went to in Ayala 30th. Oh, no, not Ayala 30th. Shit, podium pala yan. Podium, 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 podium. Shit, I mean, I need to change my Instagram caption. Um, so yeah, podium, and it was really good, man. Uh, I really liked it. There, uh, I was still on keto when I went. I finally cycled off keto, which I'll talk about in a bit after this. But yeah, Jinju was great. I would highly recommend it. Is it better than Sibuli for me? It's like one and B right now. It's not. I like certain cuts of meats at Jinju better. I like their lettuce better. Actually, their lettuce is so good. But something about Sibuli, I think it's because they have chicken. I really like chicken. Uh, maybe it makes me feel, because I feel like, you know, yeah, chicken, and it's grilled. It's healthy, man. Uh, so maybe that's why I like Sibuli just a little bit better. And I think Sibuli, I didn't get to have the sides, though, at, at Jinju. 
So maybe my mind will be changed once I really get off keto for real, for real. I'll tell you why I'm not really off it for real, for real. So yeah, I went to Jinju. I also watched Onward, the Pixar movie Onward. And it was, oh, I really liked that movie, man. What a fantastic, fun, fun. Well, it was a fun film and it was a fantastic film. So it was a fantastic film. Uh, is it Pixar's best? Definitely not. It, uh, I could list a lot of films worse than Onward, though. Like Brave. Fucking Brave. That movie sucks. Wally, that movie sucks. My gosh. Cars 2, that movie sucks. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked Onward. Onward was a fantastic movie. Uh, maybe it's because, well, I don't have a brother. I feel like if you have a brother, you would really relate because it's, it's about two brothers, right? Who go on this quest to, to, to kind of find this magic, uh, this magical spell or magical, uh, stone rather. And that's, I don't want to spoil it for you all, but it's, it's basically, that's the story. So it's two brothers and... If you watch the trailer, uh, you'll get it right away. So it's two brothers, and their their dad, who has uh, who's died, uh, kind of left them some magical spell to kind of bring him back to life for a day. And they they cast the spell at the start of the movie, but only half of the dad comes out. It's literally his legs, right? And they have to find this stone to kind of cast the other half of the spell so that they can see the dad. And that's the story. And they go on this adventure, uh, this road trip adventure. It is really good, man. It is really good. I mean, animation-wise, it, it's you know, it's, it's typical. There's nothing. I can't really remember anything that stood out in terms of animation because I guess we're so we're so spoiled at like how good 3D animation is that it's just kind of like, oh, that's nice. But there wasn't like any shot that was like, damn, that's a beautiful shot. Uh, case in point, Toy Story Four. At the start of Toy Story Four, when they do that flashback of Bo Peep being taken away or whatever, I forgot she got taken away. Like, it was raining and it was muddy. That shit blew my mind. So, just to put it into perspective, nothing in Onward really blew my mind, but it still looks great. I'm trying to think of a shot. If there's any shot in particular, not really. But the story was really good. I thought the writing was fantastic. The voice acting was great. Tom Holland and, and my boy Chris Pratt. My baby boy Chris Pratt doing his thing. Uh, kind of reminded me of Jack Black, actually. I feel like if you replaced Chris Pratt with Jack Black... It would have been the same character. I think he would have killed it as well. Great, great shit, man. Onward. Go go catch it, man. Go catch it in theaters while it's still there. Uh, I don't think it's performing well in the box office. And it's, I, I guess, because... Well, I don't know. I watched it in Director's Club. But I feel like it's, it doesn't have that much buzz compared to, let's say, uh, you know, Finding Nemo or Finding Dory or Toy Story. The buzz wasn't all the way there. But it was great. And I, I, I teared up, man. Every fucking Pixar movie likes to play with my heart and, and my emotions. They want to make me cry, dude. And it, it did it again. It did it again. Pixar, stop taking my tears. You already took my money, bitch. Yeah, so go watch Onward, guys. Uh, and on the movies that I'm waiting for, by the way, My Hero Academia 2... Uh, no, not 2 Heroes. Heroes Rising. There's no fucking word on the internet when it's coming out here. Because they released two heroes here. When it came, you know, two, about two years ago, the movie, the first My Hero movie. Now, My Hero Academia, the second movie, it's already out in Japan. It's out in the States. Why isn't it out here? There's a huge following of My Hero Academia here in the Philippines. I'm almost positive there's so many anime fans here because it's on Netflix. Go watch that shit, by the way, My Hero Academia. Uh, shout out to, who was it? See, see Jipotsky. Jipotsky? 
who caught up. She caught up on it. She she tweeted me. See Jeppy, see Jeppy Rossette. Thank you for uh, taking my suggestion, and and I'm I'm really glad that you're into my hero academia as well now. So yeah, that that's that's pretty much my um that's my weekend. And then now I want to talk about my site. Oh, and oh, uh, we played Catan. Oh my God, I forgot to tell you guys. We played Catan, the board game Catan, which I've long stood by as the best board game of all time. And I've talked about it a few times here and on Hala Hala Show. The Settlers of Catan. Actually, now it's just called Catan, I guess, because for branding, it's easier to remember. C-A-T-A-N. Go buy that game. I played with Reese and Rika, and they learned the game pretty quick because it seems like a steep learning curve. But after one game, they both understood the rules. Uh, since they were newbies, I destroyed them. <laughs> so I think, and I think that's the point, right? The point I'm trying to make is that the game has a lot of skill involved. And since I'm more skilled, uh, because I've played the game, you know, hundreds of times, probably hundreds of times already, like, you can win with skill. Uh, it's not just a luck game, you know, it's not like just the luck of the roll. It's, it's really, there is skill involved and there's, there's, there's cunning and wit. And it's a fantastic game. So Reese and I, Reese, Rika, and I, we played that. We'll probably talk about it more on Mix Seventy One for Halali Show. But yeah, that was my weekend. So here's what the point I was gonna get to. Okay, so on Instagram, yeah. By the way, follow me on Instagram, Tevez of the Best, uh, same name of this as this podcast. I asked on my IG. Um, I asked. What is uh, something that you want to ask me on this podcast? And I didn't get that many responses, <laughs> but I got a couple. Uh, first was, since we were talking about My Hero Academia, Ran Vincente says, if you could possess any quirk, or I guess in this case, if you don't know the show, quirk means power, what would it be and what would your hero name be? I, You know, one of my friends, Kiko G, uh, we talked about this. I really can't think of one because in the what I really like about My Hero Academia is that their quirks are not overpowered. Like, there's ways to neutralize all the quirks. Unlike, let's say, in a Marvel movie where, like, there's some people who are just super OP. Like, Doctor Strange is so fucking strong. Like, it doesn't, like, you'd have to, it just doesn't make sense. Like, Quicksilver, or, well, well, Quicksilver died, so I guess he wasn't that strong. But you know what I mean? Like, the Quicksilver in the X-Men movies, he's too OP. So, whenever you watch these movies, there's always some way to nerf them because... Otherwise, people would be like, yeah, why didn't Doctor Strange just do this? Why didn't Quicksilver just do this? Why didn't Thor just do this, right? And so what I really like about My Hero Academia is that all the powers, there's there, there are some really strong fighters, like villains and heroes, but there's always some sort of way to kind of negate their powers so that they're not too overpowered. So we were talking about that. I don't really know, man. My favorite is Bakugo, but his shit is so destructive. I feel like... I can't give you an answer right away, but if I was going to have a power, I would really like something something sneaky or something that would make it so that I don't have to work. <laughs> like, I would either... Beca- I would probably be a villain. I'd probably steal. No. Uh, I don't know, man. Just something like the time, the power to rewind time for like 10 seconds a day. Because that, that's what I mean, right? Like, if there was a, per, uh, a per, uh, quirk to, to rewind time in My Hero Academia, they would have to limit to, like, oh, it can only work for 10 seconds. Kind of like uh, Night Eye. If you know what I'm talking about, you're a fan of the show. If not, go watch it. Go freaking watch it. As for my hero name, I'll have to think about it. Probably, I don't know, something like Chubby. Chubby something. Chubby. Chubby, chubby boy. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Sam DVNG asked me my thoughts on the Grab Fair fiasco. 
you know, I'm tired of this grab fare fiasco shit, right? I, I, I feel for the people who are who take grab all the time. I feel for them, right? I feel for the people who used to pay 200 pesos to go from QC to Makati, but now have to pay 600. I feel for you. And I feel, I get it, right? Is it because I'm in a position of privilege? Here we go again. No, but I get it. But the thing is, grab didn't exist seven years ago here. Uber didn't exist seven years ago here. People got along. Okay, of course, Grab and Uber made it easier. It made it more convenient. I mean, you can even throw in Ancas there. It made it more convenient. But now I'm even seeing people complaining about Ancas. And I get it. I get your gripe. I I, 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 I get it. I feel your struggle. And I do too, especially when I didn't have a car. I would be pissed at the prices too. But you know why the prices are that high though? I mean, this is the part where I feel like we have to kind of acknowledge is because people are paying it. I, there was the thing that there was a thing on Twitter where I think it was like a thousand pesos. I don't think the guy who tweeted it paid for that, but I've seen so many tweets. I have seen so many tweets and Facebook posts about people complaining about the grab price, and then but they actually paid for it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you shouldn't. You, I mean, you can complain about the price being high. Yes, I get it. 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 Okay, guys, I get it. But the thing is, the reason the prices are so high because people are paying it. If somehow everyone could get on the same page and be like, fuck that, we're not paying this, Grab would probably be like, oh shit, no one is taking our rides. We need to go back to the, the way when shit was, when pricing was fair. But that's the thing. We, we don't, we, we are not, not, I'm not saying everyone, but I'm saying like we are accepting these prices. And then I know the argument there is like, oh, yeah, the rich people, they don't care about money and they can book whenever they want. But the thing is, if the everyday working person who can only afford a certain amount for grab fare, if everyone banded together and kind of just said no, I, I, I doubt that the, the small, you know, like the 2% of, of the rich, of the riches of the rich, you know, the Ayalas of the world who do take grab, I, I feel like they're, 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 contribution their 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 fares enough wouldn't be enough to for grab to turn a profit like grab profits from the everyday working person and that's why i understand why people are pissed because they it, it really is taking advantage of the grab of, of the of the everyday person that uses grab to get to work so don't i hope you don't think that i'm not like i hope you don't think that i am you know anti commuter i just feel like the reason why it's happening is like we're still paying for it. Like I remember, okay, not this is just my own personal opinion. Remember, uh, if you if we differ in opinion, I respect it. If you feel like Grab is the devil, I respect it. But the thing is, if you feel that way, then don't take it. Don't take it. You can you have the right to complain, but you're, if you're still taking it and still complaining, I feel like it, it doesn't really help the cause. You know what I mean? So this now now back to my uh, uh, back to my uh, anecdote here. So that day, when I was uh, no, super like not making that much money, I would grab before, but then I learned I was like, "Tangina mahal ng grab." And then there were also, you know, the the thing with grab surge and and Uber surges is that this shit is not new. It's just I guess it's it's more prevalent now, especially with the monopoly that Grab has right now. But it's still it's not a new thing. 
So I remember when I when a price I saw was too fucking ridiculous for my wallet, I would commute. I wouldn't book it and then complain about it on social media. And if I was going to complain about it on social media, it's because I complained about the price, but I didn't book it. Does that make sense to everyone? I don't know. That's just my opinion. Once again, don't bash me, but that's just how I, I that's how I see the situation. All right, and I, I I truly do feel for the people who who take Grab all the time, but I, I try to liken it to like people existed before Grab and Uber. People existed. I mean, the world ran, right? Of course, Grab and Uber makes it easier. It makes the world more efficient. But if they're being ridiculous, what? And I think they are. I'm not saying that Grab is not being fucking ridiculous by charging a thousand pesos from QC to BGC or whatever, right? But there's got to be a point where. We have to say, fuck that. And then hopefully that changes their minds. But it's a business, right? And these grab people, they're rich as fuck. The grab heads. They don't give a fuck about you, them charging you a thousand pesos if someone is paying for it. You know what I mean? So yeah, those are my thoughts on that. Last thing I'm going to address, uh, which uh, which leads me to the final point, which I was uh, kind of teasing earlier from Batchui. Batchui says, "Not a question, but I'm really proud of your weight loss progress." So I'm not going to talk your ear about, ear off about keto. I've talked about keto on several podcasts in the past, but uh, in the one month, the four weeks, the one month that I did keto, I lost 12 or 13 pounds. And you know, you can see, you can chalk it up to water weight, but there's no way I lost 13 pounds of water weight completely. Okay. So, does keto work? It worked for me. I'll let you know it worked for me. And um, and it worked for me because A, uh, I felt like I was able to stick to the calories. B, I wasn't that hungry all the time, so I ate less outside of my meal plan. I ate less. And then C is that I had more energy. And is it placebo? I don't know. But keto made me feel energetic it made me feel like i wanted to go walk my 10,000 steps a day it made me feel like i should go to the gym today and i don't i'm not like i'm not bogged down by like a burrito right so here's the here's the cuento over the weekend i cycled off keto i said okay i'll take some carbs so you know me i should have taken some healthier carbs granted but you know after 4 weeks of not eating rice of not eating like sweets you know i had a cookie i had rice what else? I had an ensaimada. You know, shit. I had chowking. By the way, chowking charges five pesos for chili paste now. I haven't been to chowking. Apparently, it's been happening for over a year. But that is fucking injustice right there. You want to talk about grab prices? Let's talk about chili paste being five pesos. <laughs> um, yeah. So back to the story. I, was, I ate all these you know, carbs. And granted, these carbs weren't the best for me. But I immediately, immediately felt like lethargic man and is it a mind thing but i don't think it is man i really feel like carbs are are like you should really lessen your carbs in your diet and that's just my personal opinion okay but like if you're if your diet is carb heavy try giving not i'm not saying give go on keto because keto is kind of extreme i won't i won't deny keto is extreme because you're cutting out a huge part of like the human diet, which is which is carb carbohydrates, just less carbs. Instead of having extra rice, why don't you just get an extra slice of chicken? You'll probably save calories. You'll get more protein, less carbs. Something like that. Just maybe switch it up a little bit. Instead of having more carbs, add more protein, add more fats. 
uh, you know, see how your body responds to it. This is just my view, but it worked for me. And because of that weekend, I decided to just go on keto again starting today, uh, yesterday. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to stick to the, like, the hardcore keto, but I know I'm going to go low carb. Uh, the difference there, like, keto is like, you're, for, to be into ketosis, you have to consume, they say, 50 grams or less, but I think I was going less than 50 grams. I was going like 20 grams of carbs a day. But low carb is more like, there's no really set number, but it, you can, your body probably won't be in ketosis, but if you're just consuming less carbs than protein and fats, then I guess that's, I, I would consider that a low carb diet. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what, those are my thoughts. Uh, my one month, you know, report on keto was that for me, it fucking worked. It was fantastic and I would recommend it. But of course, that's my recommendation. I'm not a doctor, right? I'm not, I'm not a, Nutritionist. I'm not a dietitian. I don't know the difference. So whatever. I'm not any of the people that really has any sort of backing. I, this is my personal experience. If you try it out, please don't blame me if it doesn't work for you. Please don't blame me if you get sick. It's not my thing. I'm just saying this is what I think and how I feel and how it experienced, affected my life. Because this podcast is about my life, remember? And you made it this far, and I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, we're running at almost 30 minutes. That was a pretty fast podcast, man. Have a wonderful Tuesday. I'll catch you all on Friday. Please stream the Hala Hala Show Mix number 70. It's out now. Uh, go watch Onward. Go get a keto diet from Delicious Diet just in case you want to try it out. Give it a shot. But other than that, I uh, have a great rest of your week, everyone. And I'll catch you all later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.